Hello and welcome to Sexploration and Intimacy. I'm Kat, I'm your host. I'm happy to be here and I hope you are too. And today's episode is a little bit different from our previous episodes because we have our very first guest, Natasha from Wonderlust. All right. You're a little bit old hat at podcasts. I think you've done a couple. Yes. Yes. I've done many at this point. Okay. So this is our first one on Sexpiration. You are one of our sponsors, hence the reason I was very excited to get you on here to um, speak to us and our listeners about what it is, how you do it, and why you do it. Amazing. Yes. I am really excited to be able to talk a little bit more about that and add more value to anyone who is listening and help them build the sex life they want. Okay. That sounds great. I'm invested. (laughs) Okay. So tell me a little bit about your background and what made you and brought you to create Wonderlust. Now, these are intimacy cards, just in case anybody who has been hiding under a rock doesn't realize what they are. Um, But yeah, give us a bit of background and why you created this amazing product. So I have always loved talking about sex and relationships with my friends and realized that it's obviously not always mutual because we hold so much shame and, and it's taboo. But I've just been so curious about how our experiences uh, change so much from person to person. They're so unique. But at the same time, we have these like common threads and then we think that we're the only ones going through them. So when I when I graduated from uni, I ended up working in finance for seven years and just felt like it was very unfulfilling. And I decided to become an entrepreneur. I started another wellness company that unfortunately faced a lot of headwinds during COVID. And when I uh, started really reflecting on what am I truly curious and fascinated by and would like to spend most of my time learning and dedicating myself to, I decided that I wanted to uh, jump into the sexual wellness industry and uh, pursue my certification in sexology and start Wonderlust. Well, hats off to you. Thank this you. is something that you genuinely feel passionate about, yes? Yes. I mean, I think we have so much to learn about our pleasure and sexuality and how to build a better relationship, both with ourselves and with our partners. And we're only at the tip of the iceberg. So it's just really exciting to see how this uh, education is going to unfold and become more mainstream over, you know, the next decades. Yeah. We're, yeah, there's so, like, there is, there has been groundbreaking research that has fundamentally changed how we understand sex over the last, like, 20, 30 years, but it still is not mainstream knowledge. So there's just so much work to be done. You're absolutely right. There is. And um, I love the way you said education because we just don't get the right education from the age where we re- where we really need it, do we? Let's be honest. No, we don't. And yeah, for on one side, I understand that people are worried about what kids are exposed to and how that can be interpreted because it, it is a sensitive topic. But 
they've done studies where um, teens who receive science-based sex education actually have more protected sex than the teens who receive abstinence-only sex education or no sex education at all. So it just comes to show you that like education, no matter what topic you're covering, is always really empowering. Yeah, absolutely. It is. And everything you're saying so far, I can see why you started to blend not only your psychology and your university degree into your passion, but you really, you've really gone deep into intimacy as well. It's not just sex. And I love that. Exactly. Because I think it's so mental. We really need to understand the psychology behind it because that governs the rest. And of course, the physical part is also important, but we hold so much shame in general, regardless of whether you experienced any trauma. I think we were just brought up to not talk about it, that, you know, even having experiencing pleasure is wrong and it's guilty. And so if we are able to dismantle the psychological uh, aspect that blocks us and understand how we really function, that allows us to then become more embodied and focus on the physical parts. Yeah. And interestingly enough, I did read on your Instagram page, which I commend you on. I love looking on that. Uh, Is our brain the biggest organ, like sexual organ? Yes, it is. Because our imagination really has the power to create that arousal. I mean, what in order for you to become aroused and and feel sexual desire, it starts between your ears and not between your legs. (laughs) So it, it really is what is triggered in your brain that ends up unleashing all the rest. And so we need to learn how to stimulate that imagination uh, so much more for us to really experience like a full breath of of pleasure. And, and so I think that so many people are unfulfilled in their sex lives because they kind of just go through the motions and they don't realize how powerful it is when you um, when you really allow yourself to fantasize and it doesn't need to be anything wild. They've done, you know, studies with women where many women actually Claim that they don't have any sexual fantasies, but then as you start talking to them, you know what? What do you think would really turn you on? And it's like I'd love to have eight hours of sleep, or you know, I'd feel really rested, or I would love my partner to come up behind me and kiss my neck as I'm washing the dishes. Like those are fantasies, right? Like you feeling like you're having incredible sex after a full night's sleep is is just as much of a fantasy as you wanting to, you know, get tied up with whoops and chains. Yeah. Like, it's it's just as valid. And so I think we need to normalize the spectrum and and understand that uh allowing yourself to cultivate your imagination is such a powerful source for pleasure. Yeah, and there's a huge scale of fantasies, you're absolutely right. And uh yeah, sleep, hey just that extra hour, our libido increases by 14%. So let's get that extra hour. (laughs) (laughs) I love the fact that you are a great believer in communicating about sex is just hugely important because 
another step was like 20 to 25 percent of couples are in sexless marriages yeah well actually that variation can be a lot higher it's uh it's between 25 and 50 but it's hard for us to know the exact numbers because people when they are surveyed about their sex lives you know there's there is so much shame around it so you either you know make you it either up. Yeah. make it up exactly or you don't want to answer it or you answer something in between so uh, I I do strongly believe that like the surveys that we have, the numbers can actually be a lot higher than they are. Um, of course, this is totally you know off the record, and because it's not fundamented in science. Like I I it's just that from my conversations with friends, I've come to understand that it's just really hard for people to to be honest about these things. I think um, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's probably like the women that say um, they orgasm and they probably have never. That's another. Exactly. Or yeah. they don't know what an orgasm is and they've, they're too embarrassed to ask what, what it is and what, what it should feel like. And it obviously varies from person to person and how it feels. So it's hard to, you know, to apply it broadly speaking, but I, I think what's interesting about the sexless marriage stat is they've done studies where they've just shown that, uh, sexual satisfaction is highly correlated to marital satisfaction. And, you know, in the U S at least 50% of marriages end in divorce and about 50% of married couples are unhappy with their sex lives. So that's what I mean about the sexless marriage statistic probably being a lot higher than we estimate it to be. You know, it's obviously not the only reason you're going to get divorced, but not having that connection is something that can really kill the the vibe, you know, in the marriage. And And I was yesterday at a panel with Dr. Emily Nagoski, who wrote the book, Come As You Are. If people haven't read it yet, I highly recommend. It's more about female pleasure, but if uh, if you are, you know, sexually involved with women, you probably want to read it as well so you can understand them better. And she was mentioning that couples who are the, there are like three aspects to couples who are the happiest. One, they're really good friends who admire and trust each other. Two, they prioritize sex. They decide that it's important to their relationship of course, it's okay during a certain period of time for there to be droughts, you know, when you have a kid or you're going through extreme levels of stress at work or there's, a, you know, a death in the family, that kind of stuff. So, you know, obviously it's, it's let's just normalize that there will be periods where things may not be happening. But what's critical is that they find their way back to sex because they know it matters. And the third thing is they recognize that they've been following other people's models of who they think they should quote unquote, you know, should be. Um, and then they decide to create their own rules. And I thought that that's just so beautiful because we, uh, a lot of what I hear on the internet is like, well, you know, that's my partner's responsibility for him to um, fulfill yeah. his own pleasure, not mine. Or, you know, we haven't had sex in a year and and we're doing fine. And listen, all power to you. If you are happy in your relationship 
where both of you really are okay with not having sex, that's fine. Let's also normalize that. But, but most people aren't. There's always one partner that is upset because the other one isn't making the effort to connect. And a little shout out from your Sexpiration and Intimacy host. If you are enjoying today's podcast along with our guest, Natasha from Wonderlust, be sure to check out www.sexpirationandintimacy.com to get all your daily intimacy and sexpiration ideas. Back to the podcast. We forget that there's a whole seduction that needs to take place in order for, for you to get in the mood, you know, and how you treat your partner on a day-to-day basis makes a big difference. I am a full believer that sex definitely starts outside the bedroom. I mean, from that little touch or stroke or look or a text message through the day. I mean, that's what kind of gets our engines revving, isn't it? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Okay. So I love the fact that we are really saying that communication is essentially paramount in any kind of relationship and communication is sexy, right? Yes, it is. And they've also uh, clinically proven that when you talk about sex, it leads to higher arousal and lubrification and pleasure and less (laughs) and orgasms and less pain during sex. So the earlier you start talking about it in your relationship, the better. And if you've never talked about it, you know, there, there's the intimacy deck that helps you do so in a way that makes it easy. Or, you know, we also offer a free PDF on how to talk about sex with your partner. So it's never too late. So are we saying if we're a couple stuck in a bit of a rut or if we just want to keep it a little bit spicy, is this the kind of deck? It's just, it's a go-to, right? Yes. And we have two levels. One is more thoughtful and romantic. The other one is seriously spicy. Ooh. <laughs> and there are 138 prompts total. So it's a lot of material. Like you are not going to go through this in one or two date nights. You no. know, there's, it depends on obviously how far you get with each card, but like a prompt can trigger a conversation uh, that ends up lasting much longer. Or you know, you might do three cards and then you can't get your hands off each other. And yeah. that's it. <laughs> I've, I've owned this pack and I love it. I think I got it about nine months ago, and I haven't made it through sixty cards. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it does what it says on the tin, right? It does exactly. <laughs> I think they're great, honestly. And um, I love the fact they don't always just spike the conversation. Like you said, they actually get you being quite physical. And, um, you know, it's, it's great. It doesn't have to just be played as a date night. I, I just like grabbing them in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Late Sundays in bed. Awesome. You know that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it does uh, provide, provide uh, prompts for like a daily connection as well. Absolutely. Yeah, they are. Honestly, I think you are a trailblazer in in uh, sex cards. I always talk of them as sex cards, but they are so much more. You know, you, you've just blown my mind anyway, because I didn't realize how much more I could explore. I mean, I talk about sex day in, day out, 
But this goes deeper than that. And I'm, I'm really appreciative of being a part of your company and being able to promote this to my audience because they love it as well. Oh, thank you. We're <laughs> really happy to have you on board. Oh, so I just grabbed three cards. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> do you want to play? Yes, let's do it. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I did have to look ahead because obviously me and uh, Natasha aren't in a relationship <clears throat> together <laughs> yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, on average, how often would you like to have partnered sex? For me, uh, one to two times a week is ideal. And it's also realistic. I like realistic. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think sometimes too much of a good thing is too much. <laughs> um, yeah. I, yeah, I'd, I'd say about two to three. Yeah. Kind of like yeah. that. Have a day recovery in between, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. I'll go with the next question. Yes, please. What's your favorite part about sex? Well, I mean, I love the build-up before action. I like the massage. I like the touching. I like the stroking. I kind of like, because I think sex is everything from right from that moment that we're starting to, you know, warm up the foreplay. And I can, I can kind of immerse myself in that for a long time. I like the sex bit in the middle. And then I like the little cuddle at the end. <laughs> What's your favorite part about sex? Oh, I love that. Uh, my favorite part is the connection that I feel with my partner. You know, sometimes when we're in this rush of the daily grind and you're exhausted and then you finally, you know, touch and you're, you're, you have that like, physical connection that you don't just get from cuddling you know there's like it's it just feels really really nice and it's 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 an important important way for you to reconnect and you know what that thing that you've just described then you know when you are because ask the cuddling bit I like at the end where you feel like you just become whole yeah like nothing exactly. can stop that afterglow exactly Exactly. And I mean, a lot of it is chemically induced from all those amazing endorphins, but that feeling of being so connected to your partner, I get that. Yeah, it's so important. I love that. Um, do you, shall I run with the, the last one? Or Yeah, let's do it. What was the first sex toy you ever bought, if any? I, my first one was a bullet vibrator, which is just in general, like a great entry point vibrator for anyone who's looking to explore. Mine and, too. Yeah. And it really transformed. Like it was the first time I was able to orgasm and it was fabulous. And I was like, oh, this is what life is about, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I think you're right. They don't look threatening. They just, they kind of, you can kind of pop them in the top drawer by the side of the bed without I get that because, yeah, I, I also had a clit, clit bullet vibrator. So, yeah, it's fantastic. I was just going to say that is what you were on about, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely a go-to, yes. Yeah, I wonder how many other people had that as their first. Um, yeah. Okay. So, I've loved talking to you. 
I likewise. I have absolutely uh, loved your intimacy deck from the as soon as it got delivered to my house. Like I said, nine months ago, I have played it. I haven't even made my way through a third of that box yet because it definitely does what it says. And um, I will continue talking about it and promoting it, especially while my audience can still get it in time for a gift for their loved one. And it's fast approaching Valentine's Day, right? Yes, it is. And we're going to have two uh, bundles with a lube and with a candle. So definitely check that out if you want to have the ultimate Valentine's Day date night. Everybody loves a little bit of lube, right? Is it are the candles those nice ones to get all our sensory scents going as well? Yes, it's very luxurious. It's Love beautiful that. as well. Yeah. Love that. Oh, amazing. So I'm going to put the link in uh, down below in the podcast description. So you guys can jump on there and you can also use kindly Natasha's given us a unique discount code of sex10 at checkout. So I advise you guys to take advantage of this in time to get that perfect gift for your loved one. Because you are my first guest, I thought, do you know what? I'm going to create some kind of podcast tradition. Now, Natasha doesn't know about this yet. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I don't know if you've been watching my Instagram page, but we do play a couple of games on our stories. Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm going to... I've picked a couple of our stories. I'm going to ask you if you can be honest with us. Hot or not? Public play. Hot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we also play Would You Rather. Would you rather be successful in love or incredible in bed? Oh, successful in love. Because I feel like that feeds into a really great connection in bed. And it's okay if you're not incredible. Like, I think we can normalize the good, you know? No, you're absolutely right. And put your fingers up, please. We also play Never Have I Ever. Now, I appreciate for a podcast that is only audio, we won't be able to see Natasha's fingers, but hopefully she'll let us know if we've got up at the end. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Never Have I Ever kissed the same gender as me. Okay. Never have I ever been spanked or been the spanker. Okay. Never have I ever role-played and dressed up for sex. Okay. Never have I ever had sex knowing someone was listening. Okay. (laughs) Never have I ever fantasized about group sex. Okay. Natasha, how many fingers do you have up? I have five. I have all of them. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love your honesty and I love your intimacy deck. Thank you. You have been an amazing first guest. Thank you for having me, Kat. I really appreciate it. And uh, we're just going to conclude this episode with you guys. Pop down to our description. Pick yourself up one of our intimacy deck cards and we will be back soon all right sounds good okay take care natasha take care 
And that brings us to the end of today's podcast, our very first podcast with a guest. Very privileged to have had Natasha and her expertise within sex and intimacy. She has set the standard quite high for um, guests of the future, but it was a real privilege and I hope you all enjoyed it. I'm Kat. I'm your host. I've been happy to be here and I hope you have too. Thank you.